This is Real Estate Rookie episode 156. My name is Ashley Kerr, and I am here with my co-host, Tony Robinson, for another Rookie Reply. And welcome to the Real Estate Rookie podcast, where every week, twice a week, we bring you the motivation, the inspiration, and we answer your questions about getting started in the world of real estate investing. So whether you're a rookie, whether you're seasoned, we hope you get some value from today's show and every show that we put out. So Tony, what's new with you today? Things are actually going pretty good. We're off to a pretty good start for the new year. We've got two different rehabs that are in progress right now. Well, technically three. One's done, but we're waiting to sell. But anyway, we've got two that are like in the middle of uh, of being rehabbed. And I'm super excited for how those ones are going to turn out. One of them is so nice that like we're almost contemplating not selling it because we're so emotionally now invested into this property. So that's going well. And then I actually just submitted an LOI today on a 33-unit motel. So we'll see how that one turns out. I'm so excited for you on that one. I know you've been looking for a motel for a while to kind of turn into a little Airbnb for the different rooms. So I can't wait to hear what happens with that. Yeah, hopefully it comes back. The seller's kind of being a, <laughs> I don't, yeah, he's, he's being a tough negotiator, I'll say. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll see what it comes back to be. But um, what's new on your side? Well, I finally closed on a property yesterday. Oh, man. Has it been five years already? I have so much stuff under contract, but nothing's closing. So finally closed on, it's a little A-frame cabin with three acres and we're just going to uh, turn it into a short-term rental. So we have a lot, of, a lot of rehab to do it, but it's such a, it's only like 700 square feet. So should be a pretty quick turnaround, hopefully. But we went and did the final walkthrough yesterday and we got there with our agent in the lockbox code wouldn't work. So we called the seller's agent and she was just really fed up with this property. She's like, I don't know, just try and break it. (laughs) So we ended up leaving to go get some tools and coming back and having to bust open the door. And finally, a couple smashes to the lockbox, we got that open. But I guess in our contract, our real estate contract, it states that the driveway has to be plowed for the final inspection for us to come and do that. Well, this is a kind of a steep, windy driveway. And it wasn't plowed super great, but we've learned that a couple of days ago when they did have it plowed, the plow driver got stuck. The tow truck that came to pull the plow driver out got stuck and they had to have a third towing company come or a second tow come. So there was three trucks there and two were stuck. And I guess it was a huge mess. And But the owner... He wouldn't even pay to have somebody plow it. So the seller's agent, so he, um, just his agent decided to pay for it, to get it done, to just make this deal close and, and get it over with. So, but then she ended up having to call these other tow companies. And so it was a thousand dollar bill that she's having to foot now because the seller won't pay it. Well, when we were there yesterday, we were leaving all excited. You know, we checked out the property. Everything's good. We're about to close. We got stuck in the driveway. So we called tow company and they're like, oh, I was just there a couple days ago. Well, he comes to pull us out. A wire snaps on his truck. And it's just like a whole mess. So 
We definitely need to figure out something with the driveway. That's for sure. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll notice that Ashley's actually still on that driveway. So it's been 24 <laughs> hours and counting and she still hasn't gotten off of that, uh, that driveway. You know, it's actually funny though. While we were waiting for the tow truck, I actually made like an Instagram reel. So I probably never would have made it if I wouldn't have gotten stuck in the driveway. So if you like watching Instagram reels, you can go check it out at Wealth from Rentals because that's what I did while we were stuck. Wait, really, really quick. So you, you're stuck. Like, did you slide off to the side of the road and like your tires can yeah, get up? sucked off the driveway a little bit and then like r- rubbing up against trees almost. And I mean, we were in a truck, so the, the tow driver actually had to kind of wench us out and pull us to the side and then we could get out. But yeah. Wow. Wild. So let me ask you this. Like, what is your plan when you have guests coming? Is it just to like, Is it still an issue if it's plowed correctly or was it just an issue because it wasn't plowed well enough? Well, the worst part is having to back down it. It's just like in such an awkward angle. And just like if you get off the driveway a little bit, like you get kind of sucked down. It's it's like a a little bit of a ravine, but there's trees there. So it's not like you're going to fall down the ravine if you're going slow. But the plan is to actually, and this is how the driveway actually is, just the plow driver that came that Saturday. I mean, we have two feet of snow almost. He didn't know like where the well was, different things like that. So he just plowed enough to get somebody up there, but there actually is like a turnaround. So we would have the driveway staked out so that when somebody does come and plow that they know exactly where they have to go to plow and what they need to stay in the lines of. And then that way a person can, can drive up and just turn around and not have to worry about backing up the driveway. Yeah. So we just, uh, we just bought two new short-term rentals. We just closed them not too long ago. Actually, when you were with me in Tennessee, the properties that we were checking on the one that you were on, right? Like the one, like that driveway. Oh yeah. That's right. Yeah. It was a pretty steep driveway. And we had a guest like the week afterwards who had a difficult time getting up. Our cleaner actually couldn't get up because it had snowed and no one came to plow the road. So like she tried to go up and she kept sliding back down that, that road. So this is our first time having to deal with like snow plow, right? I live in California. I don't know what snow looks like. So (laughs) we're trying to develop a process so that when it does snow, we can quickly get that road cleared. So nice to hear what your plan is. Yeah, definitely stake it out. I mean, I in Tennessee, you probably won't get that much snow. But that much snow, yeah. Yeah, makes it easier for the plow driver. Yeah. Are current interest rates making you depressed about cash flow? What if it didn't have to be that way? Rent to Retirement has 2.99% seller financing available on turnkey properties. You heard that right. That's a seller financed 2.99% interest rate where the average cash flow is over $900 per month. They also have options where you can put as low as 5% down on multiple investment properties with no PMI. Rent to Retirement is the nation's leading turnkey investment company that understands what it takes to be successful in today's dynamic real estate market. Their reputation speaks for itself with more five-star reviews than any other company on the BiggerPockets website. Rent to Retirement offers fully turnkey properties that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed allowing you to invest with confidence in the markets that offer the best returns. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com. Or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. Remember when you had to pay to get a Leeds phone number? It was like the dark ages. Until Deal Machine made skip tracing a thing of the past. Now, with your Deal Machine plan, you'll get unlimited access to phone numbers and contact information for no extra cost. 
That's right. Get high quality, reliable information trusted by leading financial institutions, all fully compliant with the federal do not call list. Explore over 150 data points, including age, gender, marital status, occupation, and a ton more. Trust me, this is the data you need for off-market deals. With new filters, people flags, and color-coded phone numbers, lead management just got a ton easier. Ready to step up your investing game? Sign up for a Deal Machine plan today and gain immediate access to this unlimited treasure trove of contact information and phone numbers. Just head to dealmachine.com BP. Transform your lead generation and deal-making strategies with Deal Machine. Sign up today and start exploring the unlimited possibilities at dealmachine.com BP. Rookies, 2024 is the year to start protecting your rental properties with an LLC. But you don't have to do all the paperwork and filing yourself. Corporate Direct is your professional and affordable option for getting your LLC done right. They handle the state filings, draft your operating agreement, and act as your registered agent. They'll even help you comply with the Corporate Transparency Act, a new federal disclosure law affecting every real estate investor. Corporate Direct is a family business founded by attorney, author, and rich dad advisor Garrett Sutton over 35 years ago. Now, his son Ted is a licensed attorney working with him. Together, they've helped thousands of real estate investors form and maintain their LLCs and protect their assets. If you're trying to build a real estate portfolio, do not skip the LLC. Head over to CorporateDirect.com slash BiggerPockets to schedule a free 15-minute consultation with an incorporating specialist. Mention Real Estate Rookie and get a $100 discount on your formation. That's CorporateDirect.com slash BiggerPockets. Cool. Well, what do we got for today, Ash? So I actually pulled a question from my DMs. So today's question is from Xavier Kelly. Hello, Ashley. I'm Xavier Kelly, rookie for the Baltimore Ravens. Go Bills! I was looking into buying my first investment property to Airbnb. Could I use an FHA loan without living in the property for a year? What's the best way to scale with paying 20% to 25% down payment? So, Tony, I actually know the answer to this question because of you. So I am going to let you give the answer since this is something you taught me. Yeah. So Xavier, great question. And this is something that comes up a lot. And this is actually one of the reasons why I love short-term rentals, because the lending options that you have are a little bit better than what you can get for a traditional long-term rental in the single family space. So the way that we financed all of our short-term rentals is using a second home loan or a vacation home loan. This is like a, a federally approved loan type, right? For folks that want to go out and buy a property in a city that is not their primary city, right, where they, they live for their primary residence, you're able to go out, buy a property, and the beauty of it is that you only have to put 10% down. 10% down, right? So our first Airbnb, we paid, it was a purchase price of $590,000. Our down payment was 10% or $59,000, right? So you're literally putting down half, sometimes more than, than half of, or less than half, I should say, of what a traditional 20% down payment is. So Xavier, I would, I would encourage you to go out and find a lender that is familiar with second home loans or vacation home loans, something that they specialize in, and you'll make your money stretch a little bit further. So Tony, what are the exact kind of rules on that? So if he's purchasing in a town that he already lives in, possibly, what can he still get it, a vacation home mortgage on that property? 
Yeah, great question, Ashley. So there are some limitations with the vacation home loan. The first limitation is that you cannot have one that's in the same city as your primary residence, and you cannot have two second homes that are too close to one another. Okay. Now, depending on which lender you talk to, different people will give different kind of answers. I'm not sure what the actual federal guideline is, but typically it's somewhere outside of 50 miles from your personal residence. So your second home has to be 50 miles away, at least from your personal residence. The second thing they kind of look for is use and functionality. So say that you own one property that's in like a mountainous area, right? And you go up there for the snow. But say maybe 30 miles away, there's a big lake, right? So you could, in theory, buy the mountain house, right? That you go up there for the snow. And then 30 miles away, you go to your lake house because that's where the water's at. So there is a use and functionality kind of component to like buying a short-term rental or buying a vacation home loan. But the basic rule of thumb is that you can't have four properties all in the same street that you're going to use a second home loan for because there's no person in their right mind that would buy four vacation homes right next to each other. Unless they were renting them out, which kind of defeats the purpose of the vacation home because they want it to be as part of your personal use. So the regulations on that is that there's no specific amount of time you have to actually stay at the property. You just have to occupy the property for a certain amount of time over the year, which is a gray area because it's not like for 30 days over the course of a year or anything like that, right? Yeah. And you'll have some lenders that put a hard number to it. Like some will say 14 days, some will say 21 days. But yeah, you you do have to use the property for personal use. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that you yourself have to stay there. So Xavier, say that you stay for a couple of nights out of the year and then you let your parents or your friends or you know your whoever else you want to use the property. That qualifies as, as personal use as well. So Xavier, to uh, kind of answer your question there, you cannot use your primary residence, the FHA loan to rent out. I mean, I guess you could rent out a room or rent it out sometimes of the year, but that has to remain your primary residence, I guess. But I mean, there is no reason he couldn't rent it out, correct? Just like he couldn't rent it out all the time. He has to keep that as his primary residence. Yeah. But I definitely think doing the the 10% down compared to 20 to 25% down with doing a vacation home would be a much better route for you. And then you don't have to worry about it being considered your primary residence either. Okay. Well, I think that's wraps up today's rookie reply. Anything else you needed to add, Tony? No, I don't think so. So like, look, just, just like one last word of caution, you get some people that aren't familiar with vacation home loans or second home loans, and they'll start screaming at you, telling you that you're crazy or that you don't know what's going on or this doesn't exist or that you can't do that. So again, when you're shopping for a lender, try and talk to someone that actually does second home loans is a big part of their business. We actually recently interviewed our lender on our YouTube channel. So if you look up the Real Estate Robinsons, my wife and I have a short-term rental specific YouTube channel. And we actually brought in our lender. We interviewed her like in person so she could go into the nitty gritty details about how to use the second home loan, all the ins and outs. So just look up the Real Estate Robinsons. You can get some more detail there. Okay. Or you guys can go to Bigger Pockets, our Facebook group at Real Estate Rookie and ask in there if anyone has any recommendations for in your area. Well, Tony, we're all set for today and we will be back on Wednesday with another Real Estate Rookie podcast episode. I'm Ashley at Wealth for Rentals and he's Tony at Tony J. Robinson on Instagram. 
And let's find out something new that you can check out at biggerpockets.com. The market is changing and finding your way can be tricky. Rates shift, headlines whirl, but your goal hasn't changed. You want financial freedom. And the best investors know it's not about timing the market. It's about time in the market. If you're ready to get into the real estate investing game or take your game to the next level, finding an investor-friendly agent is your next step. With BiggerPockets Agent Finder, you can find the right agent in minutes. Just head to biggerpockets.com slash deals, enter a few details about what and where you want to buy, and boom, instantly match with an investor-friendly agent who fits the bill. These local market experts can help you navigate the neighborhoods, analyze the numbers, and take action with confidence once and for all. There's free resources only available at biggerpockets.com slash deals. Get an agent, get the deal, and get closer to financial freedom at biggerpockets.com slash deals. That's biggerpockets.com slash deals to find your investor-friendly agent today. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all host and participant opinions are their own. Investment in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. Bigger Pockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.